in our world for the coming of your Son. And by your Spirit, you are still bringing the light of the gospel to our darkened lives. Renew us so that we may welcome Jesus Christ to rule our thoughts and claim our love as Lord of Lords and King of Kings, to whom be glory always, both now and forever. Amen. Let us greet one another this morning with a Merry Christmas wave. Well, this has been an eventful time, and I would like to call your attention to a few things. Uh, this coming week, the church office will be open from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., December 21st through the 23rd. Uh, and there will be no Wednesday night devotional this week because we will be having uh, our Christmas Eve services on Thursday night at uh, 7 p.m. and 11.45 p.m. Those will both be virtual services. Now, I am sure that all of you by now have seen the leaked uh, report from the Shelby County Health Department about uh, going back to phase one and shutting down tomorrow. Uh, there's been quite a bit of controversy, certainly surrounding that, but there's no denying the numbers in the hospital and also the number of cases in the past couple of weeks that have gone up. So uh, we'll see. Uh, I will inform the church uh, and the session will act as accordingly in what we need to do regarding what uh, uh, guidance comes out from the Department of Health tomorrow. So certainly be um, watching for that. We'll contact you by email and by telephone uh, and put that word out. So those, those things are just to your attention. Right now, we are planning to worship next Sunday in person uh, at 10 o'clock for the traditional service and 11 o'clock for the uh, contemporary service. But again, if that changes, you will be uh, uh, told ahead of time about any of those. Now, I encourage you to... Uh, uh, this coming Thursday night on Christmas Eve, we do. We have the service at 7, and I encourage you to find a way to, to watch that, either online, on your phone, whichever way to do that. And then for those of you who want to stay up late and bring in Christmas morning, there will be a service at 11.45 that evening. Both services will be approximately 30 minutes long. So um, just a word and an encouragement to you for that and uh, a thank you for uh, uh, 
tuning in this coming Thursday evening. So that is before us. Now, uh, this morning, we're going to light uh, the fourth candle on our Advent wreath and going to move to do that. Now, look here. Already, four weeks ago, we began and we let, lit the first candle, which was the prophet's candle. And we have been hearing from the prophets every week. And this morning, we heard from the prophet Micah, who tells of the birth of Jesus, that he would be born in Bethlehem. And in the Gospel of Matthew, it is the wise men who come looking for the newborn king that the star in the heavens has told them. And it is there that the scribes and the priest, by order of King Herod, search the scriptures to find out where it is that this newborn king was to be born. And of course, they read the prophet Micah, just as we have read it this morning. And then the prophet Isaiah uh, speaks most numerously of the coming of the Messiah. And so if you got your newsletter and you read the back of it for the Christmas trivia, there was the answer to one of your questions. So we lit the prophet candle, then the angel candle, because the angels are the supernatural messengers of God. They come by direction into the world, bringing a word from the Lord, bringing instruction from the Lord, bringing news from the Lord. And the angel Gabriel has done this several times in our readings this month, coming first to Zechariah and then to Mary herself. Last week, we lit the candle that is Mary's candle because she was the servant of the Lord. And she agreed and said, let it be done to me as you have said to bring the Son of God into the world, the Mary candle. And this morning now, we light the shepherd's candle because it is the shepherds in which the good news is first told of the birth of Jesus. Now, the image of the shepherd is an important image throughout the Bible. Our most famous psalm, Psalm 23, talks about the Lord is our shepherd. Remember its words, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want... He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For Thou art with me, Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. And then in the Gospel of John, Jesus talks about 
the role of the shepherd and how he is the good shepherd. In chapter 10 of the Gospel of John, it is all about the shepherd and his flocks. And Jesus says in verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and it scatters. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. But I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me but I lay it down for my own accord. I have this authority to lay it down and the authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. So the image of the shepherd is a most important image this Christmas as we think about the one who cares for us and watches after us. Let us pray. Well, gracious God, we thank you that you have sent your son into the world and that he is the shepherd of his flock, your people, called to be among yours from across every land and nation and peoples. We give you thanks and praise for the good shepherd, your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
Ms. Lama, thank you. Well, there's much to pray about this season. And I invite us to go to God in prayer this morning. Uh, I'm going to begin with just a few moments of silent time so that you can offer your prayers to God and then we'll speak of many things as we pray. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, we come now before you in this season, and our joy and our excitement has been somewhat tampered by all that is occurring around us. But we come to you in earnest prayer this morning, and we begin by praying for our hospitals and clinics and all those laboring in the healthcare fields, especially for nurses and doctors and technicians and others on the front line of the fight against the pandemic and the care of those who are ill. For those who are ill and sick with the virus and other illnesses and disease, we pray and call forth your healing hand to be fast upon all those who suffer this day. For the loss of family and friends gathering to celebrate and rejoice in this season of Christmas, do not let your people despair, but give us a renewed hope and let us remember our Redeemer whose birth we are celebrating. O oh, gracious God, for our nation that is greatly divided, where leadership and vision are so lacking on all sides of our political leaders, we pray for guidance and that those elected to office shall truly have the best interest of our nation and its people. For those serving our nation in the armed forces around the world and here at home. For first responders of police officers, firefighters, paramedics, and others who are and will be standing duty and watch during these days. For your church, O oh Lord, everywhere for the persecution of fellow Christians, for the attack on the church, on the faith, its symbols, its belief, its practices. We pray that you strengthen and encourage the faithful everywhere this day. O oh Lord, for the very poor and broken who are bearing the burden of lost jobs, lost schooling, lost leases, lost security of every kind this season. For those with small businesses and family businesses, many of which will close by this year's end, 
we pray and lift them up to you. O gracious God, many are the burdens of this year, but we are reminded that you are the one who has said to us, come to me, all you who are heavily burdened, take my yoke, for my yoke is light and easy, and I will help you to shoulder all that is before you. Oh Lord, help us this day. Help all those in need. Let us do what we can for others, both in our families and outside. For we pray these things. We ask them in Jesus' name. O oh Lord, hear these our prayers now spoken. Hear all the prayers of every heart here and listening across the country and the world. And to them we all add the prayer taught to us by your Son, Jesus. And we now say together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Well, this morning, in our scripture lesson for the sermon, we turn to the Gospel of Luke as we have been reading from this Advent season. Again, to the second chapter this time. We've been reading out of the first chapter, but now in the second chapter, beginning at verse 8 and reading through verse 20, page 725 in the Pew Bibles, you will immediately recognize, especially the first half of this passage, and be familiar with its second half as well. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. 
when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to him, to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. May God bless the reading and hearing of this part of the Christmas gospel from the second chapter of the gospel of Luke. Well, this morning I've entitled my message, Welcome Christmas. Now, let's admit, normally on this fourth Sunday of Advent, there would not be an empty pew or seat here in the church. And come Christmas Eve, it would be full for two services, and there would be a 50 or 60 person gathering for the 12 o'clock midnight service that we have had for the last 26 years. It would be that way. But this is not that year. This is not what will be happening. But we are gathered and we are remembering, and we shall welcome Christmas. One of the things that occurs to me this particular year is that the great story by Dr. Seuss, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, is perhaps the most applicable story of Christmas this season. For it seems that everything that is going on in our world has sought to kind of take things away, even including the celebration of Christmas. In the book that I hope we're all familiar with to one degree or another, in the book, The Grinch, the green guy who lives up on top of the mountain, comes because for whatever reason, he doesn't like Christmas. He doesn't like the presents, the toys. He doesn't like the who, girls and boys. And so he sneaks in, and as we all know the story, he takes everything. He takes their trees and their presents and their decorations. He takes even their food for their feast. He takes it all the way only to find out that his efforts to deny and to steal and to do away with Christmas all but fail completely. As when Christmas morning comes out, the Who's come out, they break the rules, they hold hands, and they sing. Because Christmas has come. They welcome it. And the Grinch is reminded that Christmas is not the gifts, the tree, the presents, the decorations, even the feast. That Christmas indeed means something more. We have heard 
from the Gospel of Luke this morning. We have heard that on the night on which Jesus had been born, that out in the fields there beside Bethlehem, shepherds keeping watch over their flocks by night, that an angel of the Lord came to them. We know the story. We can picture it in our minds without too much difficulty that the angel of the Lord came to them and said to them, something extraordinary has happened in Bethlehem. And no one seems to know, but you will know. And the angels came and they joined in chorus and they sang. And there were no presents. There were no decorations. There were no feast. There was nothing but difficulty and government interference because they had gone to Bethlehem at the decree of Caesar Augustus. But even God works that to his purposes so that his very own son may be born in the place in which the prophets spoke, Bethlehem. Well, after initially being shocked, as we're told, even afraid, the old King James says it in the old language, they were sore afraid. And we just don't hear that anymore. Sore afraid, meaning they were greatly afraid to the point of it caused them to be ill, to be sore, if you will. And the angel said, there is peace. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news. You know, there is good news coming out despite all of the bad news that drowns it out seemingly. The good news is that it has started. The vaccinations, they have started. My son-in-law sitting in the back was one of the first at Methodist this week to get that first shot. Others are getting it on the front lines and soon others will get it. It harkens me back to the days as a child when I would go to the local school and there the American Red Cross had set up the stations so that you could take your sugar cube with the polio vaccine and take it. And for children, that was especially important because a sugar cube was so much better than a shot needle. But then you had to go to your doctor and get the smallpox vaccination. And you remember that? That was being stuck 10 to 15 to 20 times with a needle in your arm. And we had others. The vaccines are coming and they are going to make a difference. And we will see through this. God has given us miraculous skills in learning how to treat and heal. This will be one of them. It is some good news this Christmas season. And so there in the midst of the angels singing, 
The shepherds watching in amazement, never seeing anything like this, and they will never see anything like that again. And they make their way. When the angels and the heavenly host are gone, they say, well, we ought to go see this. We ought to go see this. Now think about that for a second. Do you think that's what Mary needed that night? For shepherds and sheep and goat to come see her. But they came. They had to see it. They were told to look for the babe wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger. They had to see it. And so they went. They went. And do you know, certainly Bethlehem, already crowded, did not want to see a bunch of shepherds and sheep and goats come wandering into town out from the fields. But they came. They came to welcome Christmas. It was the first Christmas. They came to welcome it, to celebrate, to see this marvelous thing that God had done and put before them. Shepherds. Nobody wanted to be a shepherd. If you had a son, especially if he was the second or third born son, he'd make a good shepherd. And the firstborn son would smile and say, I don't have to be the shepherd. I'm the firstborn. But the shepherds were sent out. And they came in and they watched. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. And so on the night that he is born, the shepherds come in and the symbolism is great. The imagery is marvelous because as it turns out, he is the shepherd to the flock in which we belong. He is the good shepherd. And so they come, they find the stable, they find the baby Jesus, they don't have gifts like the wise men from the East. They are probably kind of scraggly looking, certainly smelly, certainly having some other issues that are associated with bringing flocks of animals in. But they come and they welcome. They tell Joseph and Mary what has happened to them in the field. And Mary, it is said, takes these things, these revelations, these adulations, she treasures them in her heart as a gift of God, as the fulfillment of what had been told to her about the birth of her son, and marveled at what now has occurred. Well, as we this week, in our smaller ways, prepare to welcome Christmas, let us be reminded
that on that first night, it was a hectic one. And those who came, came because of angels. Those who were in Bethlehem were there because of the decree of the Caesar Augustus. And all of it to work out the purposes of God for his people and for his world. I hope that you can welcome Christmas in your heart and that you can keep it as best you can this year, remembering that it is far from a perfect Christmas, but it is still Christmas and worthy of our celebrations, both small and humble. Thanks be to God who gives us reason each and every day to praise his name and to glorify him forever. Amen. If you would like to make an offering, the offering plate is there in the back, and you can do so on the way out this morning. Again, my heartfelt thanks for the faithfulness of our congregation, both in person and in online, giving to the work of the church. Let us pray. Oh, gracious God, for these your many gifts, for the blessings that are the season, even in the midst of hardship, we give you thanks and praise and dedicate ourselves anew to you. Like the shepherds of old, may we be filled with wonder at what has been accomplished by your purposes and will. And now we pray these things in the name of the one whose birth we celebrate this week, even Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. Amen. This morning, let us stand to affirm our faith using the passage from Philippians chapter 2, found printed in your bulletin. As you are able, let us stand. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, 
but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Now, if you will, open your hymn book to number 180 and let us sing the great French Christmas carol, The First Noel.
And now, my friends, go from this place this morning in peace. Hold strong to your faith. Have your eternal hope in Christ Jesus while showing his love to all that you meet. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father, the peace and fellowship of the Holy Spirit be upon you all this day, and I do pray forevermore. Amen. Thank you.